Welcome home. As you listen to New Life the Fort, may you continue to experience the fullness of joy, life, and Christ in the days ahead. We've been talking about being planted the last couple of weeks. We've been talking about being rooted and grounded in his love. We've been talking about being planted in a local church. And this is all very important to where God wants to bring us. But as we talk about breakthrough today, it has a lot to, uh, uh, it has a lot to do with being planted. Because you cannot break through without be having the stability of being secure and stable and planted on solid ground. Because the moment you have your roots down deep, then it's inevitable that it's going to be push, you're going to push up and you're going to break through. We read in Psalm 92, it says, the righteous shall flourish. It's not a wish, it's not wishful thinking. It's not something that might happen. They shall flourish like a palm tree. It says, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. These cedars grow strong and mighty. Their root systems grow down deep. They need a lot of space to grow. Tell your neighbor, get ready and give me some space. Like only 10 people said it. When I say, say it, it means everybody say it. Tell your neighbor, give me space. I'm about to grow. See, it's inevitable that you and I flourish when we are planted. But God will plant you, but it's your choice to be planted. It's your choice to get your roots down deep. It's your choice if you want to go higher. It's your choice in the matter. God will not force that on you. But when he plants you in a place, it is for your benefit. And that's something that we need to realize. And what's our benefit? We will flourish. When we think about flourishing, we think about increase. We think about prosperity. And that is all good. But this word flourish actually has other meanings. It means to spread out wings to fly. I love that because what God is doing by building a deeper foundation in us is getting us ready to soar higher and go into new levels we've never gone before. That's why there's nothing wrong with going back to the basics because we're building a, deep, a deeper foundation. And we know this in the natural. The higher a building, the deeper the foundation. And so God is building something in his church today. He's causing them to go higher because he wants to put them on display. But it doesn't just stop there with spreading out wings to fly. It says to break forth like a bud to bloom to sprout, to send out shoots, to break out, to break through. The righteous shall break out. Break out of what? The limitations of our thinking, the limitations that have been placed upon us by the world around us, the limitations that other people have put on us because of expectations that we haven't met. But the righteous, those that understand who they are in Christ, the ones that have been taken out of a place of darkness and, and slavery and brought into a place of light and sonship. The righteous shall flourish. They will break forth. Now, I love that picture of breaking forth, breaking out. Because when we look at a seed, if we're talking about being planted, when we look at a seed, it doesn't look like it has any strength in it. But all of the, everything that is in the seed, the potential, the power is on the inside. It just needs to get its roots out. And when we think nothing is happening, what is actually happening is that the roots are beginning to, to come out and grow out and beginning to ground itself in the ground so that it can push forth and push past the hardness of the ground above. Now we excuse me, we have this picture of flourishing or breaking forth. I'm sure some of you have seen plants coming out of cement. In pavement, it doesn't make any sense. How can, how can a plant have that much strength? Well, how much strength do you have on the inside of you when the enemy's trying to push you down? The greater one lives on the inside of you. If the greater one lives on the inside of you, no matter how much he puts on you, you're gonna break through. The righteous shall flourish. They shall break through. Can we put that picture up? Is it up? Okay. This is what we look like as we break through the hardness of the ground. We break through the hardness of the pavement. This is the righteous flourishing in the situations that seem so uh, Im impossible. Our God specializes in the impossible. And he allows us to be a part of what he is doing. 
He works with us in this. Because honestly, in our own strength, we can't push past it. But when we know that he's on the inside of us, and that our roots are deep in his love for us, not our love for him, then there is nothing that can stand in our way. Nothing that can say, this is all that you're going to be able to do. This is how far you're going to grow. No, that does not determine how far I'm going to grow. His love determines how far I'm going to grow. How much of that nourishment, how much of that life just begins to flow into me that will give me the strength to push on through. Because he is the God of the breakthrough. Amen. So the scripture continues and it says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Again, that word flourish. Those who are planted will flourish. Those whose roots are down deep and are stable and secure in his love for them. In that wonderful ground where he is just nourishing us with his spirit. In that place, we will flourish. I love how God places us in local communities where we are meant to flourish. We are meant to take root. We are meant to grow. In this place, you and I are going to break through together. There is strength when we are together. I mean, the Bible says a thousand can, uh, uh, one can put a thousand to flight, but two, ten thousand. We're more than two in this room. How much more can we do together to break through and break out of what the enemy is trying to do and stop us from doing? It says, in this place, we will flourish. In this place, we will grow. See, breakthrough is something that's for those who are planted. Because God wants us to be so established that our breakthrough won't break you. See, he doesn't want you to be on shaky ground because if you're trying to push and you're on shaky ground, there's no strength. But he wants you to be so established, so firm, so secure in him that when you push through, you have, his back, you have him backing you up. So he doesn't want a breakthrough to break you. Now, why are we talking about breakthrough? In the last couple of weeks, Pastor Alvin and I have just, you know, we just feel like this is what God's been telling us. That there is an imminent breakthrough. An imminent breakthrough. What does that mean? It means that it's fast approaching. It means that it's coming. It means that it's just around the corner. Just around the corner. Your breakthrough may be a praise away. Your breakthrough may be one step away. Your breakthrough may be a shout away. But it's just around the corner. There is an imminent breakthrough at hand. When Pastor Alvin spoke that word to me, it had come right after me having a dream. And in that dream, I was feeling frustrated because there was delay. Anybody been there? Felt frustrated because there is delay? I'm like, Lord, what's going on? You said this. And he goes, well, what I said didn't change. And in this dream, I was at an airport. And you know, in airports, when you hear, I'm sorry, but your flight will be delayed, it's like, what is happening? And in that dream, that's what, it hap what happened. There was a delay. They bring us into a room, and, and then I hear another announcement. The flight will be three hours delayed. And I'm like, what? Lord, I need to get home. And this is what was happening in my heart. I need to get home to my, to my kids. I need to get home to my church. I, be, I feel like I've been away for so long. I need to get home. But that frustration and that, 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 that expectancy to want to get there, that urgency to get home. And then I hear another announcement. Okay, we're going to, we're going to go now through this other passage. Your flight is ready, but you have to walk there. And I'm thinking, Walk? How many times do you have to walk onto the tarmac to get onto this airplane, especially in the airport in my dream where it was very high-tech? I'm like, you asking me to walk? Weird. It takes me a different way. Pass through corridors, pass through a loading dock. These are not things that you see in a normal airport. And just as we turn the corner, we see the plane, and I'm like, yes! And that moment I wake up. I already knew what God was saying to me. He was just saying, it's, it won't be long now. And I was like, okay, okay, Lord, it won't be long now. What, what won't be long now? What's happening, Lord? And that same day, 
Actually, that say, right after I woke up, I received a text from somebody. And they just said, Pastor, I just feel like God wants me to encourage you with this. He is faithful. And I just started laughing. I said, because that's exactly what he said. It won't be long now. I'm faithful. What seemed like three hours to actually moved very quickly. And then Pastor Allen was standing by the window, which he doesn't do very often. He's just standing there, and he's looking out the window quietly. And I asked him, I said, what are you thinking about? Now, Pastor Alvin on occasion has answered me nothing. And what I have learned is this, that when a man says nothing, he means nothing. Like we've had a conversation where he has said, honey, when I say nothing, there is nothing. I'm just looking out the window. But when a woman says nothing, men, listen up. When a woman says nothing, there are a million things that are going on in her head. But nothing concrete. So when we say nothing, it really is an invitation to ask some more. But women, when a man says nothing, they really mean it. So you don't have to ask, really, what are you thinking? Nothing. But that day, praise God, he didn't say nothing. He just said, I said he just said to me, he goes, God, God just dropped this in my heart. Imminent breakthrough. I said, I agree. Because what is God doing? He's speaking the same word, maybe differently. See, maybe this is true also. Women have to have pictures and and details. Men just need a word. And that's enough for them. God had to show me a whole dream. Pastor Alvin had to look out the window. But it was the same message anyway. Imminent breakthrough. It's coming. It's around the corner. And he is faithful. Just don't get frustrated in the waiting. Just wait it out. Because you will hear a voice that says it's time to move. And when he says it's time to move, you move. So there's an advancement. There's something that's happening that's around the corner for our benefit, for the advancement of his kingdom. He's moving the church and positioning the church both universally and locally and then even individually. He's positioning the church for an imminent breakthrough. Now, he speaks that to us. We speak that to our staff. And even for some of them, they were like, yeah, that's kind of been something stirring in their heart that they couldn't put words to. An urgency. There's something there. What's going on? Then we spoke this in prayer as well during our prayer night, that God was going to use a different avenue to get us to where he wanted us to go. And that, I'll speak about a more, more about that a little later. But imminent breakthrough. And then I had, we had people just come up to us and, you know, as they were sharing the things that were happening to them and that God was getting them ready for really big and awesome plans. This one person goes, I said, you know, Pastor Alvin said this about imminent. This woman grabbed me. She goes, imminent. She goes, that's the word. I said, okay. And she goes, that in her prayer time, God has been speaking that word, imminent, imminent. And she's just like, that's not even a word I use. I don't use the word imminent. Imminent. What's Lord? What's imminent? What's just around the corner? What is coming? And he goes, breakthrough. So he speaks breakthrough to somebody else as well. And then during a, during a time of Bible study, there was a young girl that was sitting beside Pastor Alvin. She's a teenager. And as Pastor Alvin was sharing this about an imminent breakthrough, she, just, she was just sitting there and she goes, yes, yes. And she and, and Pastor Alvin asked her, what were, you, what were you saying yesterday? She goes, when I was watching my brother one day, this last week, she goes, I was just praying. I was asking God what, you know, what he'd like to speak to me, and he speaks imminent. And I can tell you, this is not a word that she will use normally. And she goes, imminent, imminent. And he goes, imminent breakthrough. Imminent breakthrough, yes, yes. So when she hears it from somebody else, it's a confirmation. That she had heard something, imminent breakthrough. And she goes, you know, when God was speaking to me, he goes, I am the breakthrough. I am the breakthrough. And as we were sharing this, as it's been growing in our heart, it, it, it led us back to a story. A story of David. Where David declares who God is. And he declares that God is the Lord of the breakthrough. Now, maybe some of you have heard this story before. Maybe you've even heard us preach it before, but it's good to revisit it. 
It's good to go back to it and see what God is saying. Because when we talk about breakthrough, we can look at it at many different avenues. It means a military offensive. You're not waiting for an attack to happen. You are now going out, going after something, breaking out. When you are in a breakthrough, you're moving through an obstacle. It's something that is sudden. Don't you love God suddenlies? God suddenlies. These are things that you're not even thinking about, but you just believe in your heart that one day it will happen, and that moment is that one day. It's, an, it's notable progress. People see what happened to you. When did that happen? Oh, that just happened just now, but it was something I was expecting. That's why I'm saying expect. You need to be expectant. Maybe for some of you, this year has passed, and you're like, Lord, nothing's happened yet. Yet. Yet is the operative word. Because yet means there's still something that will happen. There's still something that's coming. When God declared through us that it was the year of fullness, I believe that God is trying to push us past our limitations. Because when we are full of him, you and I cannot stay full of him. We have to overflow. We can't contain him. But we begin to overflow into the world around us. And that is a breakthrough that God does in you and then through you. So that's a notable, it's notable progress. It's improvement. It's enhancement. It's advancement. And so we'll see this in this story. In 2 Samuel 5, 17 to 20, and it says, Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David went to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of the place Baal Perazim, master of the breakthrough. I love that because when you say somebody is master or lord over the breakthrough, it means that he has command over it. He controls it. And there is a breakthrough that God is releasing to his people. It's imminent. It's coming. It's right around the corner. It's at hand. It's right there. I mean, we should be like seated at the edge of our seat in great expectation, anticipation, any moment now. Any moment now. And not be distracted. Because one of the things I was telling somebody, I said, you know, because an imminent breakthrough is at hand, the enemy is trying so hard to distract you. And the distractions can be big and the distractions can be small. But nonetheless, he's trying to distract you. He's trying to get you off course. He's trying to get your eyes off the prize. He's trying to get your eyes off the goal. Now, the breakthrough is not the goal because you already have the prize. His name is Jesus. But the breakthroughs are going to showcase and manifest who he is in your life all the more. And we want that. We want people to see who he is. Now, in this scripture, we see that the Philistines had heard that they had anointed David king over all of Israel. Now, when David was about 12 or 13, Samuel came and anointed him king. This is when Saul was king, but Saul disobeyed God. And God found for himself a young man whose heart was for him. And he anointed him to be the king. Now, the next time we hear of David after this anointing is when he faces Goliath. He faces the Philistines for the very first time, and he faces them, he faces off against their champion. The champion of champions, Goliath, this giant. But David was only about 15 to 17 years old when he faced off with Goliath. 
Can you imagine? At 15 or 17 years old, he is now facing the giant. But you see, who did he know was backing him up? He had an understanding of who his God was. That's why it didn't matter how big Goliath was. He knew how big his God was. And David was so offended, so insulted that this uncircumcised Philistine, this man that had no covenant with God, would speak and defy the army of the living God. And so he stood there that day and he faced Goliath. And he simply told him this, my God is going to bring you down and we are going to feed your carcasses to the birds. And he didn't wait for Goliath to attack him. He pushed ahead. He ran, swung his slingshot, knocked the giant down, and then cut off his head with his own sword. And in that day, all of Israel now began to rally behind David. Because a young boy took his place understanding who his God was. See, age is not an issue with God. He's just looking for somebody who will believe him. Who will believe in him. And will receive his love and, go and spur into action. I mean, you hear David's psalms when he's, when he's writing and he talks about how much God loves him. His unfailing love. His loving kindness that endures forever. David had such a revelation because he saw God take care of him when no one was watching. When he was facing a lion and a bear. Two things that were far bigger and far stronger than him, than him alone. But he knew that God took care of that. God would take care of this giant. And years later, God would take care of all of these Philistines. See, when he was crowned king, he was about 30 years old. All that time had passed. He had been running from Saul. All these people were trying to kill him. And when, when Saul was finally dead, now they begin to say, well, David, you are now the anointed king. The Bible says that he, he ruled over Judah and Israel for 40 years. So he had just been crowned king. When you receive a breakthrough like that, of course, the enemy is going to come. And he's going to try to intimidate you, and he's going to try to distract you. But what did David do? He wasn't distracted. He went down into the stronghold. That's what the Bible says. It says he went into the stronghold. Now, the stronghold is called the city of David, and it's a place that David chose to dwell because that's where he believed God was in, with him. It was a place he could run to that God became his refuge, his strong tower, a place that he could talk to God. He dwelt in that place. That's where you and I need to be. We want to see breakthroughs happen. We, we need to be in the stronghold. We need to be communing with the Father. We need to be just receiving his love for us. Looking at the Son and what the Son has already done, how the Son has already won the victory. And in that place, David inquires. I mean, David was, David was a very skilled soldier. He was a general. He knew how to fight. And he knew that he could, rally, he could rally his troops against the Philistines. But in the end, he had no knowing if he would win or not. If God was not with him. So he inquires. He humbles himself before God. And he inquires of the Lord. And he asks him, basically, shall I go up and should I fight them? And if I fight them, will you deliver them into my hands? What does God say? He says, I will doubtless deliver them into your hand. Don't worry, David. I'm with you. That's what he's saying. I'm with you. And David knew. It didn't matter how many men he had because God was with him. They could rout all the Philistines. And they did. The Philistines were defeated that day that they went out. And that's when David declares him the Lord of the breakthrough. But you see, breakthrough is not a one-time thing. Breakthrough should be a continuous thing in our lives. You know why? Because we're always, we've continued to plant seed. Our roots are still growing and our roots are growing wide. And there are different shoots that come out at different times all over the place. But it's from the same root system. From the same center. But a breakthrough is something that we should be living daily. A lot of times we're looking at breakthroughs that need to be big and spectacular. But don't discount 
the smaller breakthroughs that happen in your life because they are just as important, if not more, because the big things come because of all the little ones that have come your way. I pray that we have eyes to recognize every breakthrough that comes, that we are aware of every breakthrough that comes. And so he continues, that he understands that the Lord is the breakthrough, that he has gone before. But the Philistines don't stop there. They come back again, a second time. Exactly the same way they came the first time. Now, isn't like the enemy? He likes to throw the same thing in your face to see if you'll react to it. And David did exactly the same thing. He went into the stronghold and he inquired of God. See, David could have simply said, well, they did this last year this way, exactly the same. So because it's exactly the same situation, then I'm going to do things exactly the same way. But when he went to inquire of God, he asked God and God said not to do it that way. In fact, he had said, he goes, shall I go against the Philistines? And then he says this, God says, you shall not go up. Circle around behind them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. I like that because breakthrough doesn't always look the same. It doesn't come about the same way. It may be a little different, but nonetheless, a small change makes it different. I mean, when somebody thinks about a thunderstorm or a rain coming when there's famine, you're thinking of clouds filling the sky. But God doesn't do it that way. When there was Elijah, he saw the, a cloud the size of a man's hand. A man's hand. And what did he say? Get ready. There is abundance of rain. A cloud the size of a man's hand does not look like it's going to pour out very much. But when you know the God who formed the cloud, you know what's coming. To feed 5,000 people, five loaves and two fish don't look like very much. Doesn't make any sense. You're going to feed this crowd with this much food? Lord. But what happens? They were all fed as much as they wanted, with 12 baskets left over. But you see, it wasn't just 5,000 men. There were women and children present. So it wasn't just 5,000 people. Let's say there were about 15 that were fed on the basket of a little boy's lunch. Things don't look, let's put it this way. The things that we think are going to bring the breakthroughs are probably not the things that will bring the breakthrough. Maybe the things that we think, eh, I don't think it's going to come there, from there. Maybe that's exactly how it's going to be. When God blesses you, it may not be from somebody who has tons and tons and tons and tons of money. But God was able to supply the needs of somebody that said, I'm going to bless you in the process. It's not what it looks like. Don't always be looking at something because it looks like it. I got reminded again of David. David didn't look like a king. But God said to Samuel, don't look on the outer appearance. I look at the heart. I know what's on the inside. And David was every bit of a king on the inside. So we have breakthroughs that God is preparing. And they may not look like they're anything spectacular, but they are very significant. And it's something new that God is doing. It's new for you and me because we've never experienced it that way before. It's not new for God because he planned it long ago. When we were in night of prayer, just before we were declaring imminent breakthrough, as we were praying things out, God showed me a path that he was beating out, a pathway that he was beating out through this beautiful green field 
lush field. He was beating something out. I can see the goal of where I need to go, but he's saying, you're not going there. We're going this way. And I'm like, okay, so it's a, it's a different way now that we're going. So I said, Lord, that means the imminent breakthrough is going to be a different way than we thought it was going to come, which is exactly that. It is going to be something that we didn't expect. But the word says this in Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19, New Living Translation. But forget all about all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Lord, this is how you did it last time. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Oh, but Lord, this is what you told me I had to do before. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. Then it goes on to say, See, I'm a, for I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I said, Lord, you're doing something new. See, some of the things that you need to know about, about breakthrough, I'll give you seven things to think about, about a breakthrough. Is that when God speaks, he releases a promise. That's number one, promise. When God speaks a promise, he means to fulfill it. God doesn't just release empty words. Every word he releases has purpose because it's part of his plan. And so he releases words on purpose because he goes, okay, I want you to believe me for it because my words do not return void. They will accomplish that for which it was sent. And so he releases a promise. Before any breakthrough, there's always a promise. Before anything happens, he releases a word. And so now we're looking, what's the new word? What's the new word? You just kind of hear God go, what was wrong with the other word? What was wrong with the word I gave you two years ago? See, sometimes we think that the word is for that time only. The word of God is timeless. The word of God is not limited by time or space. The word of God is spirit and life. And it has many, many layers to uncover and discover. And so maybe the word that he had released to you before is actually the now word that you're waiting for. And so I'm here to say, stir up, go back and remember the words that he has spoken to you. Look back on those words and allow those words to stir something up on the inside of you. Because when the Holy Spirit reminds you of the words that have been released, it's because you have heard it and you have seen it. You have planted it into your heart. So he brings it back up for you to see that there is fruit in it for you to partake of. And so I say there is a promise that he has already released to you for this now season. Just before this breakthrough happens, just before you turn the corner, there is a word that has been resonating in your heart that the Holy Spirit has been bringing to your remembrance that he wants you to stand on. See, before David experienced the breakthrough, when he had gone to God and inquired of God, he asked God, will you deliver these Philistines into my hand? And he had a word from God. What was the word? I will doubtless do it for you. So when he went out, he had the word to back up what was about to happen. And so God releases a word to us, a promise to us. But you see, when he releases the promise, he releases the promise to a person. A person needs to receive the word. A person needs to receive the promise. The person needs to believe what God has said. I mean, if you don't believe, how can you experience it? And God wants us to experience what he has spoken. He wants us to believe. And so the person is, is important. David heard God speak. He understood what God had said and he trusted God and he was able to move with God. And then that leads us to the third thing, which is preparation or a stepping out. 
See, David didn't just go, okay, that's a great word. You're going to deliver me from, this, from the Philistines. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. No, he went out. He prepared his troops and they went out. And they went into battle and God gave them the victory in it. I was reminded of, a, of when we were speaking imminent breakthrough, something rose up in my heart again, and it was about Joshua this time. God tells Joshua to prepare the people. And so Joshua tells the leaders, I want you to go all throughout the, uh, the children of Israel, and I want you to tell them, prepare provisions for yourselves, for in three days we are going to cross over. Cross over where? Into the promised land. This land flowing with milk and honey. In three days, we are going to cross over. But there are provisions that need to be prepared. So you're not just, provi you're not just pro providing for yourself or preparing for yourself things of material value. You are also preparing your heart as you're going to cross over into something you've never experienced before. And so in this time, God is also preparing your heart. He's getting your heart ready because in our prosperity, we cannot be moved. Prosperity is inevitable. It's God's plan for us. That's what Jeremiah 29, 11 says, right? I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. God's intention is never to harm you, ever. He's not trying to teach you a lesson through sickness and disease and some form of punishment. That is not God. Because then what he did on, to Jesus at the cross makes him a poor example of a loving father. But that's not our God. Our God is, is good and he is faithful and he is true. He loves us so completely. Does that mean he will not discipline us? Of course he will. He'll correct us. But he will not inflict punishment and judgment upon you. I mean, come on, we, we human parents won't even do that to our children. I mean, when you see your children sick, you want to take on the sickness yourself. You don't want them to be suffering. If we're like that as human parents and our father is a good, 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 good father, then he will outdo any intention that I have for my children. That's why he sent Jesus in our place to become sin, to take on sickness and disease. It's like everything was drawn to Jesus. It was like Jesus was a magnet for it all. All the sin and the consequences of it and death. Why? So that you and I could live in his life. But that preparation of understanding who he is and spending time in his presence leads us into that place of prayer. The fourth thing about breakthrough. It should, we should come into a place of bathing, bathing, processing these things that God has placed in our heart through prayer. And prayer is not difficult. How David just went into the presence of God and inquired of him, asked him a question, is exactly how we can be with God. Have a conversation like you're with a friend. You don't come in, oh, heavenly father. I come and I ask a question. No, it's like, this is how I converse with God. Father, I have this problem. I need your help. Can you give me wisdom? Pastor, it's God you're speaking to. Yeah, but God's my father. Who happens to be God. And so I can approach him boldly. Like I've always shared, the picture I have of, of God is being able to come and sit on his lap and just talk to him. Rest my head on his chest and just hear him speak to me. It's always been my picture even as a child. Now, maybe you don't have that picture of God, but you can do the same thing. I'm not, I'm not more special than you. If you want to go and crawl onto his lap like a child, you can do that. In fact, he calls you in so that you can. But in that place of prayer, it's a place of intimacy. Because it's not just about you talking. It's about listening. See, when David inquired of God, he waited for an answer. He waited to hear from God. And then he acted upon it. So we, we have this promise that's been released. We have the person that receives the promise. We have that preparation. We have prayer. And in this time of prayer, 
I do believe we also develop our patience and perseverance because things don't happen immediately. There are suddenlies that may catch us off guard, but if you're really expecting God to move, you shouldn't be surprised. But I still love those holy surprises. Like, Lord, you're amazing. Even the things you haven't even asked about, the things that are just like, Lord, you haven't even spoken out. It's just a fleeting thought. Oh, Lord, that'd be great. And he just comes and blesses you with it. And you're like, Lord, I matter that much that even this little thing matters to you? Like I said, we develop this perseverance not to back down and not to give up. Because it may take a little time. But when God releases a word, you can be sure it's going to come to pass. And he knows the perfect timing to it. You need to trust him. He doesn't work in our timetable. He doesn't work with our deadlines. He always throws us a lifeline. So we need to trust him in it. Trust him in the process of this developing our patience and perseverance. And in this place, our perspective changes. Our perspective changes. We begin to see things the way he sees things. And we're now not moved by the situation or the circumstance or what people have said. No, we're only moved by the Spirit of God and where he's leading us to go. He's causing us to see things how God sees them at a higher level. We're not looking at things at eye level. We're looking things from things from a heavenly perspective. And if you're looking at things from a heavenly perspective, then you see the big picture more than just that little bitty part that you're playing. And you see how all these lives and all these breakthroughs are meant to showcase who he is. When people see your breakthrough happen, people are going to ask you, how did it happen? What did you do? What were the steps that you, ta- that you took? I can't really say I took that many steps. I just really trusted God. And in trusting, in trusting God, I found myself praying Spending more time in his presence, reading his word. Oh, no, you should have. I'm sure you were talking to people. If I was, I was talking to people and, can you pray with me? Let's pray together. Let's stand in agreement. See, we don't force things. David could have forced things. Like I said, the second time the Philistines came, he could have forced it and said, no, I, I, know, how, I know how this works. I can do it. But he didn't. And he just asked God, and God told him a different instruction. And I love how David obeyed, because even in that place, see, what did God do? He led them around. Different perspective, right? You're seeing something new. Instead of straight on, something new. Seeing something, 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 and then now you're standing in front of the mulberry trees. But it wasn't even that. It was like, okay, even when they were there, they weren't to attack yet. God's instructions were very specific. He said, wait until you hear the sound of marching on the top of the trees, or what sounds like marching, like this wind above the trees. Why? Because that wind now was a signal of, go, now. We still wait to hear from God because when we're talking about just around the corner, we don't know what's there. But he does. He's seen it. And so we're waiting. It's kind of like he's peeping around the corner and he sees us coming. As we're about to turn, he goes, hold up, hold up, just a minute, just a minute. And you know those moments of anticipation, you're just getting more and more and more excited that you turn the corner and you go, ah! That's what it's like. You don't turn the corner and go, oh, wow. You turn the corner and you're like, ah! You stand in amazement because as you're going there, the journey of getting there to that moment of when you turn the corner and you see it is that building up of of anticipation and expectation that, you know, any moment now, I'm going to see it. And that leads us to the last part of our breakthrough, which is our possession of it. We went from promise, the word, to possession, the manifestation. But you see, our possession of it was made available to us. The strength to hold on to it, to say that it was ours, 
because of Jesus making the way for us and clearing that way out. Pastor, where was Jesus in this whole thing? Well, David is the beloved, is he not? He's the beloved of God. Jesus was called the beloved son, the only begotten of the Father, the beloved son, who made a way for us. Bible says here that David went after the Philistines all the way from Geba to Gezer. Geba means hill country or hill. And Gezer means inheritance and provision. See, before you get to any of the possession and the provision, you have to go to the hill first. And where was the hill that Jesus went to? Calvary. And what did God say? You needed to wait to hear a sound before you go. Like a marching on the trees. A wind that was blowing. A sound. In fact, that word there actually means a voice released. And there was a voice that was released over 2,000 years ago. And it declared, it is finished. And because it is finished, you and I can now walk into the inheritance that God has for us. This unlimited provision that isn't just for our benefit. But since we tap into his unlimited provision, the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus, there is this limitless grace that we can now release and blessing that we can release to the world around us. See, this imminent breakthrough, yes, is for you but it's also for the people around you. To see that what you believe and what you've been declaring and what you've been standing on is real and it is true. And the God that spoke it, your heavenly Father, is faithful to his word. Imminent breakthrough church is at hand whether you want to believe it or not. But I pray that you're being stirred up right now to not give up in the waiting. I've been waiting so long, Lord. I've been waiting so long. Don't give up. It's just around the corner. It's any moment now. It can be one praise away, one day away, one week away, but it is coming closer. It is closer than when you first believed. It is right there. But keep your eyes on Jesus, your ultimate goal, and he will make sure that he will break through for you and you begin to possess all the things that he first possessed for you so that you can enjoy the life that he has given. That's why when we were singing earlier, breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my soul, breakthrough in my spirit, what were we doing? It begins from the inside and begins to flow on out to touch every aspect of our life, to push the storms away to get us to the other side. Because these breakthroughs are victories. They're memorials that we can look back to and say, Lord, you broke through then. I'm going to believe that you're breaking through today. And I believe that tomorrow there's a breakthrough for me. And the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that, maybe the breakthrough will be in my family, in my relationships. Maybe the breakthrough will be in my body. That the healing that I've been believing for, I'm going to walk out of this place free. That in my mind there's been so much confusion. But today the, your breakthrough is your peace that, that comes to descend upon my heart and my mind. It just keeps me sound and secure in your love. Maybe you are believing for financial provision and your wallet and your bank account have been screaming, but there is provision on its way. Jesus, when he made the way, he made sure everything was along that path. And it may not seem like things are happening the way you want it to, but God is in control. And we have to just trust him that he will lead us to it to get to us exactly what he's prepared beforehand for us to walk in. Amen. So I pray that you are stirred up today. Imminent breakthrough is at hand. It's right around the corner. Amen. 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 Well, I want to pray for you. And in praying for you, I'm also going to release an invitation to people. So bow your heads and close your eyes. Father, I pray that we're not just a people that hear a good word. And maybe are stirred up today. But this is going to continue to stir us up day after day after day. Because it's not, it's not long now. 
We're about to turn the corner. And as we turn the corner, what we're going to see is we're going to get ready to soar. We're going to get ready to fly. You're going to take us higher than we've ever soared before. You're going to cause us to see things we've never seen before. You're going to cause us to step out and do things we never thought that we could do. You're going to take the limits off our thinking so that we can move and move with you and speak the way you would speak that Jesus is clearly seen in our lives on a daily basis without us even trying. We just find ourselves well rested in you. And that this breakthrough is for everyone and anyone who will believe. Everyone and everyone who will believe. And that includes you who are brought, that you think you were just brought by a friend or you walked in, it was an accident or a coincidence that you came into this service. But the first breakthrough that you will experience is God breaking through your darkness, bringing light where you thought there was no hope and no future, where death just surrounded you on every front, but he comes in with his life and he brings that in and he causes something to arise on the inside of you and you are no longer left in a dead end situation, but those walls are broken down and you begin to walk into a path that he has set. You find your life growing brighter and brighter and brighter unto a perfect day simply because you believe in who Jesus is and how he loves you today. And so on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And as you raise your hand, these are those that have never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior or those that want to make a recommitment to him today. As you raise your hand, you're simply saying, today I believe and today I'm going to walk out in victory because Jesus is going to be in my heart. One, two, three. Thank you for your hands. Thank you for your hands. You might be downstairs in the Life Center. Thank you for your hand. You may be sitting in your home, in your car, at work today, watching this on Facebook Live, and you said, that's me. Well, as you, say, as you speak it in your heart, we're going to speak it with our mouth. So you can put down your hands, and we're going to declare this together. Repeat this after me. Heavenly Father. I thank you. I thank you. That it wasn't an accident that I walked into service today. It wasn't an accident that I walked into service today. Or I heard this word today. Or I heard this word today. Today begins my breakthrough. Today begins my breakthrough. You broke into my darkness and brought in light. You broke into my darkness and brought in light. You took my hopelessness and gave me a future. You took my hopelessness and gave me a future. As I receive Jesus into my heart today, as I receive Jesus into my heart today, I receive new and living life. Receive new and living life. Not life the way everyone else has it. Not life the way everyone else has it. But life the way you have it. But life the way you have it. Abundant and full. And full. Today is my new beginning. And because you are with me, because you are with me, you are for me. You are for me. And you are my forever. You are my forever. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, follow us on social media. Or visit us at newlifetheford.com.